us being the hybrids that we are, using a little bit of both, a bit of our hardworking ethnic background and the culture that comes with all the values that come with it. But we're also using what's given in front of us, which we were born into that our parents don't know. The day that I, that I figured that out, I stopped arguing with my mom the same way. Because it's like, you know what? I will never see things the way you do. And I'm thankful for that because you gave me that. A constant pursuit of self-discovery. And I think you should embrace that if you're whoever you are, whether you're an entrepreneur or a student or anyone. to your business <laughs> we're back to the biz um what was it like going after your own dreams in a culture that's so accustomed to sticking to traditional occupations and we career you know choices, yeah. yeah career choices you know usually even my mom when i was younger she never forced me to go into things like nursing or or but strongly suggested yeah it. but strongly <laughs> suggested yes. it which yeah. is understandable coming from an immigrant family where they just want stability but both of you even after high school you didn't go straight into a route that was i guess deemed typical what was that like to your i guess to your families and also just for yourselves to step out of that box at one point, it's definitely discouraging for them, 100%. Get right down to it, they're discouraged because for me, I was I was always the type of person to try different things. Like I need to try different things and the experience is what teaches me. Mm-hmm. And I know that about myself. I've always kind of in the back of my mind known that about myself. So after high school, I didn't go right to school. I I wanted to work. I wanted to get myself into the workforce. So I did retail. I did, I did some... I've done hard labor before too. I did a little bit of everything. I taught as a dance teacher. I've been a bartender, a bar manager, a lot of different things. And the whole time I was cutting hair. It was one, it was the one thing that I, I can honestly say that I've always just did because I actually wanted to do it mm-hmm. and not because I had to do it to find a new way of making money or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was just a plus, mm-hmm. right? And obviously to see your child and, and Camille, you were talking about how, you know, imagine you're, your, your kid, put yourself in your parents' shoes and they're telling you like, okay, either A, now I, 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 t- I picked up everything literally and now you want to go back there or like, and now you don't want to go to school. You're not fulfilling the destiny I, I laid out for you. What are you doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's almost like what, what it's like, right? Yeah. So I think they just need to see proof at the end of the day, right? There needs to be something tangible that they can, they can attach all of their dreams for you mm-hmm. to, right? So if it's not school, if it's if it's not being a nurse you know the common ones right if it's not those things then at least show me something so that i didn't just pick up my life and move for nothing in, sacrifice in a way, right? yeah to, to be honest right because if you sacrifice something like that it is selfless but it's also selfish because you at least want for them because you love them so much they're your kids that's what you want for them right mm-hmm. which makes sense so i think even through all of those experiences once i learned to prove that to my parents that i was committed to something I think that was more important than just having gone to school. And by the time I ended up going to school, all of my friends that I graduated with were just getting over general studies and getting into their their main thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't waste their money. I didn't waste their time. I didn't waste my time. I enjoyed myself. I learned a lot more from working than I would have just being in a classroom. So now I have more skills to actually create something that I already know for a fact is something I'm passionate about, which was cutting hair. 
right? So I think those things kind of put together made a, a nice recipe for me, but you really need to find your own recipe, yeah. right? That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Because all of our situations growing up are different as even if we have the same cultural background or mm-hmm. our parents have mm-hmm. similar stories, like they're, they're, they're still very different. We're very unique, right? And, and that's mm-hmm. finding our identity. That's, the, that's part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Is what you're passionate about. And that definitely includes work because the opportunity of living in Canada is the freedom to be able to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it, that's, that's us being the hybrids that we are using a little bit of both, a bit of our hardworking ethnic background and the culture that comes with all the values that come with it. But we're also using what's given in front of us, which we were born into that our parents don't know. The day that I, that I figured that out, I stopped arguing with my mom the same way mm-hmm. because it's like, you know what? I will never see things the way you do. And I'm thankful for that because you gave me that. But you will never, in the retrospect, you won't see things the way I do. I don't honestly think that you could last in this world, Mom. <laughs> this is 2019 you got a in Canada. Kind of yeah. yeah, no, but it's true, and I like yeah, that you say that, that. The way that she, you know, they think that about us going back home. Yeah. like you wouldn't make, you wouldn't survive, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. feel about you Watch here. Me. If you grew up yeah. the way I grew up, right? Because yeah. it's just a different experience. We're no, not absolutely. meant to know because you're given your experience for a reason. It's yours. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I like that you say you'll never be able to, yeah, I guess, understand where somebody else is coming from, even if, say, all of us were trying to empathize 100% with each other. The reality is, is that each of us are our own lived experiences, so none of us will ever see anything the same way as each other. We can see something similarly. We can like the same things. We can think the same things are pleasing or whatever it might be. But when you get down to it, no one can ever have the exact same opinion on anything, Mm -hmm. which is what I guess people don't understand, which brings upon conflict. But that's a whole other (laughs) uh, conversation, I guess. What about you? (laughs) Yeah. Need some understanding, all of us. Or just being able to accept that everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Chad? Yeah, I think for me, uh, I look back and just how my life was when I graduated high school and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I think for me, like my mom, she never truly pressured me. And I think I'm one of the lucky kids because parent pressure is a a big thing. And obviously you see it in every day. Like even the young kids, they don't know what they want to do, but they feel pressured to do something because it's what their parents want. Right. So I think for me personally, she never gave me that pressure. And I think it's because I, I ask her actually, I'm like, I ask her, I'm like, what do you, what do you think? What do you want for me? And she's like, I just want you to be happy. And it's some real shit. Yeah. So I think just knowing that for me, I just, that just gives me fuel to kind of just like go for what I want because I have my mom, first of all, telling me, telling me to go for it. Right. And you know, whether it was like a traditional path or not. Yeah. I think she just wanted happiness for me. So I was able to just really explore and try different things and meet different people, especially when you have your like your mom's blessing. Just go on. And that's what I did. I met a lot of great people. I worked in the retail industry for a long time. And yeah, it's kind of all added up to this, which is pretty amazing. Shout out to Tita Vilma. Yeah, my mom's amazing. <laughs> my second mom. <laughs> right? What, what yeah. advice do you give to, let's say, the young kids that come into your shop who, say, has the opposite dilemma where their parents are not giving them the blessing to pursue a dream and they're coming to you or just venting and what kind of advice do you give to someone like that? It's funny. We, we have two recently graduated high school students from just last year they graduated and it's it's pretty much the same it's it's so it's so weird looking at them and seeing them talk about those problems like i'm like i'm talking to myself right now like this is weird this is some back to the future stuff i have a chance to help somebody skip a step or help somebody at least 
see something sooner than they they would have and there's this quote that i like it's uh it's like talks about standing on the on the shoulder of the giants before you is how you're going to see farther right so essentially if there's great people that are that have done great things and you have the ability to to learn from their experiences before actually having to experience them yourself especially if it's something that's really going to set you back then you're going to be able to go a lot further a lot faster and that's one great way to push an industry and if you care about the industry enough and you care about the growth of humanity and and just the industry itself the yeah. craft whatever yeah. it is then you're going to do do these things and you're going to give these kids the best advice that you possibly can right yeah. it's like your parent <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i think like uh with with that being said to all of that the advice I would give to young kids like that is just to just fight for what you b- really believe in, honestly, because it's your happiness at the end of the day. And I think when your parents see you happy, they're going to be like, oh, shit, he's fucking happy and he's successful. And what he's doing is something that he loves to do. So I think just fight for it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. We, tell, we tell these kids usually like you got you to gotta make it your own. Right. If you don't know yourself enough, like there's not just one right answer to anything. You, you're already lying to them by giving them one answer. Right, give them something open-ended, something that they can build up, up off of, right? So if anybody's looking for advice like that, you really need to make it your own. Mm-hmm. It's something that only you're going to understand. It's only really going to be worth it if it's yours, mm-hmm. right? It's your decision. But there is a lot of pressure for, for these guys to just go to school for the sake of going to school. And I'm personally against that just because it's not practical. You're, you're asking somebody to just do something, A, they don't want to do, and you're spending a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't really like our education system to begin with personally. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a lot of career paths that warrant needing to go to school. Certain things where it's like you're yes. going to be a doctor, you're going to yeah, be a lawyer. Exactly. Like you yeah. want those people to be educated yeah. in that field. Minimum nine years, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm triggered. Those people, I know, architects. <laughs> um, however, in a world where you can create what it is that you want, whether it, in the business space, I feel like anyway, that allows so much more opportunity for people to utilize hard work in the direction of that business rather than hard work in direction of education. And I think that even looking back to what I've learned in school versus what I've learned working, I've learned infinitely more beneficial knowledge from working rather than school but that's because what i'm doing now didn't necessarily need schooling it needed for me to be in the space where i needed to be in and be gaining that experience and learning from others Mm -hmm. so i think that yeah if that route is that you want to do something academic then go for it and if your your career path requires you to have those credentials or to have that knowledge then go for it but if it doesn't then you don't have to, but learn to fucking work hard because you can't sit around and just be entitled and expect for things to come your way. You're going to have to work for it. I think that's where your point, you know, of talking about how you kind of really have to know yourself and how you are. Cause I think even in terms of like school, so say you do try out school, like I know myself and if I don't like a subject, I'm a C and an A student. If I love something, even if it's the hardest thing in the world, I'll kill it because I like it. But if I am not engaged, if I don't like the subject matter, and that's the thing, like I think that's where a lot of these like young kids who they're being forced to go just 
try school and like figure it like yeah. and then you'll figure it out within that and and it's hard right because then i mean it's kind of like that double-edged sword where in theory school's supposed to be a place where you're supposed to like try all these different things but if you're not engaged you're not you don't give a shit when you're there what's the point and i think it's really understanding like okay can i be strategic in some of those choices so that you know it can actually maybe position yourself to an an actual place that you want to get to i think people in general need to look at a lot of the things that they do as a learning experience because like in every single day and in everything i do i'm learning and And yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's the way that a lot of people should be looking at the opportunities that kind of come their way oh yeah for sure i've been teaching quite a bit this year that was one of the kind of new year's goals i had for last year so this year i spent i kind of took myself into a a different different place of the industry which is just the education side of it Mm -hmm. and you really see that first of all not everybody likes to learn but me and the type of people i surround myself with usually are people that just love knowledge and love to be curious humans yeah and then there's also a lot of differences with the way that people learn not everybody learns the same way so if you're you're going to a system like this the education system you're going to be taught in a very similar way if you choose different schools or different programs it's the way you're being taught is is not customizable enough i feel like um some people and that's why this day and age is is like the knowledge age because a lot of people can learn visually which i think most people are are more accustomed to learning visually or hands-on yeah hands-on right right? so it's something that you see on on youtube there's so many just tutorials for everything Mm -hmm. you can learn anything for free if you really wanted to and the fact that you're saying Camille that you know when you put so much more of yourself into it when you want to do it so now you can learn more for something that you already know you want to do and learn Mm. right Mm -hmm. well you guys talk a lot about knowing yourself knowing who you are knowing what you want what was it that you guys did to do that because i feel like that is something that not a lot of people Mm -hmm. especially men talk about is this sort of self-discovery or being open and vulnerable enough to be like yeah i need to do this i need to work on myself in order for me to be successful in what i do what are some things maybe that you find helpful or things that you did whether it was just trying a bunch of things or learning more was there anything there that was extra special did you agree that probably the biggest thing is just taking learning how to take risks like calculated risks I think for both of our situations that's probably the biggest thing you got to be ready for you, you never really it's not little a little buy-in it's almost like an all-or-nothing decision at, and that's the one that really matters because yours was I guess for you what was your experience like livestock right yeah, yeah. it was around the time and you what made you really feel like you wanted to do something bigger I think when you when you honestly understand like if you picture your life and you and you try to understand what you really really want that will really kind of help you push towards the whole self-discovery and just trying to be a better person for me personally i feel like there has to be like a like a higher purpose like a why when you do things right because when you do things for money sometimes yeah the money's great but then you're almost like a slave to that dollar in a way so i feel like you have to really know why you're doing things you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why and it goes and it goes back to what you're saying too you gotta know yourself yeah. Right? know what you want know what you're interested in and if you don't know that should bug the shit out of you honestly and i think i was going through something like that we were just talking about that at the restaurant yeah i was like this year i told myself like i wanted to know myself better and i'm older than a lot of kids and i'm, I'm saying that you know what i mean so you don't have to figure it out right when you're 19 I, f- I feel like it's like a 
constant pursuit of self-discovery and i think you should embrace that if you're whoever you are whether you're an entrepreneur or a student or anyone and you're changing too constantly yeah yeah, yeah. so it's kind of a never-ending discovery this, this isn't these aren't things too that you can just say out of nowhere without having a certain level of experience right mm-hmm. so experience is definitely i think the key if, if especially for if we're talking about the younger generation going back to, to the previous previous question these guys just need to try everything you 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 really can't it's when you're looking for something you're not going to find it right you got to you got to miss a lot more times before you hit and even for us this is our third year now and it's not it's only now that we're really starting to understand things and that we're able to to really see it for what it is and also evaluate ourselves constantly on you know is this what we want or do we want something more or do we just want something different right so what you're almost delegating that change that you're talking about and you have more control and when we have control over our own lives, they feel like our lives again, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the times is when we're stressed, we feel like we're out of control with things or we're not, we're disconnected with ourselves. Even if we know ourselves, we, we get disconnected, disconnected with ourselves a lot, a lot of distractions, right? Yeah, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about yourself through the process, whatever the process might be. So I think that tying back that to just experience, mm-hmm. it's the best thing you can probably do, especially when you're younger, right? When you're younger, you can make mistakes. You can do a lot of dumb shit and like yeah. you could the thing is you got to learn from it yeah. right like you right look back you're like yo yeah. you should have learned from that and you shouldn't yeah. you know so it's funny when you like try to give young kids advice cuz then you know it's just going through one ear and then out the other right cuz you were the same way someone would tell you like yo don't do that you're like fuck you know man yeah. like, more like, <laughs> you don't know me man I'm younger than you man <laughs> right? you have no yeah. frame of reference yeah, yeah. so young people out there listen <laughs> listen yeah, and I like but I like that you say that though it's about the comeback it's about the bounce back like what do you do after those yeah. times because failing is inevitable and I think mm. it, in with anything that you do no matter how successful or not successful it is you are going to fail at some part of it over and over again in different areas and so what are you going to do after that happens are you going to go home and yeah. sulk and cry about it and then complain about the world or are you going to pick yourself up off the ground and do something about it i would i would imagine like the the most experienced entrepreneurs have taken the most l's in the world right yes in order to get where they are Mm -hmm. right so if you don't if you don't take those l's how do you know yeah Yeah. you're never gonna actually know it and understand it Mm -hmm. what so you're talking about your why i just want to ask because i'm curious what is both of your whys for doing (laughs) oh really pressures on my why in what uh, let's say for business, maybe that's easier. What's your why for business? For Hades. Personal and then Hades. Personal okay, you want both. Okay, <laughs> okay, hear, okay we'll go hear. there. My why? Okay. We can try. Pressure like, is on. Too? I'm just looking at my phone. I wrote this down in like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, my why for life. I think hmm. where I'm at today, I think my why is a lot of things. And I just go back to like the things that mean the most to me are my why. My family is my why. Um, Mm -hmm. My self-discovery and uh, trying to get better every day is my why. Being a better person and and, and trying to leave a legacy is kind of like my why for my personal. Just being even better every day. I I love that. Whether that's like physical, financial, intellectual, all those things. I I feel like that's my why. Mm -hmm. And in business my why why do you do hades why did, did you create this thing that you did yeah i think my why for the culture <laughs> i think i think i well like observationally i feel like i could observe a why for you guys i'd like to hear that yeah and then we'll, we'll yeah. tell you the actual <laughs> <You're> why. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, we'll take yeah. that. Give me my why. Uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, same. That, that's the one. You got it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. My why, even just going back to why we started, was to really inspire and really start something in the city mm-hmm. of Surrey. I, I, we truly, I can honestly say this, like, we truly believe that we could change the city. We could change how people perceive building business and being proud of where you're from and all those things. And I think three years later, we've, I hope, I hope we've done that. We've changed people's perception on what you can actually build in your own city and kind of just going for something that's, that's kind of scary and risky. Right. So that's kind of my why for the business, really just the love for trying to change something for the better. And it's, it's, it's all about the impact, better. the impact yeah. for us. Yeah. Because yeah. I think through that, what Chad just said, what we're able to create for the younger generation and just the city in general, even our peers, people that are our age, even older than us, there's a lot of like mid 30 business, business owners as well. There's hope for someone who grew up, you know, in the burbs or in a, in a small town that they can actually do things and live their life in a very happy way and feel successful mm-hmm. there. It's, it's possible. Right. So we, we gave hope to we hope to give hope. <laughs> I mean, to yeah. continue to give hope. And, and that's what's going to keep pushing us at the same time too. Like when we see these guys come in, it keeps us on, on point, right? But we always got to be the, the bar. That's our, that's our mentality. Yeah, and I think that's why we call the shop Hades. Do you guys know why? You want to know why? Which part of it? Though? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, the, the name. The, just the name, I yeah, guess. So yeah. Hades comes from Greek mythology, right? So in the story of Greek mythology, Hades is the god of afterlife the the underworld because i mean as a filipino your your zeus would be jesus and like and and hades would be the devil right so for us like even explaining this to our parents yeah they're like what yeah (laughs) my mom told us to change the business name like and she was she thought it was like satanic yeah she's like are you gonna gonna, all the satanic people are gonna go get their haircut there Mom, seriously, right? Like, how do you think of that? Yeah, Yeah, like that. My answer is, how do you even think of that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Going back to the story of Greek mythology, um, for us, we the roots of of why why we're doing this, in fact, come from the city and what we want and experience. Because when we grew up, especially having friends from Vancouver um, and having this community of Filipinos and you know other schools where we know people. A lot of times, like we we went to Vancouver to hang out, or you yeah, know, you go to Burnaby, you go we to would Metro go to Town. Vancouver. We would meet up with the Vancouver kids or whatever, and we would hang out because yeah. it was cool. It was fucking cool. They, they hated this coming. Vancouver kid over <laughs> right here, like outnumbered. She asked, "Welcome me, she to Surrey." To, yeah. So you can actually, yeah. You can, She's you like, can "When's the last time you were in Surrey?" And I was like, <laughs> two weeks ago." <laughs> she got the pride, yo. Yo. No, but I think that's what I really appreciate about that why is that you or at least what you're saying with your why and how you want to make the city great. And I think I have a lot of whys as well, but that's definitely one of them. And I think that's also part of why we have so many guests, even to start with for Kanya, we want to showcase all the great things that are coming out of the lower mainland, out of Vancouver, out of Surrey, out of Burnaby, out of all of the areas around here, because that's the thing. Like, if you know, you know, but otherwise there are so many just as great things that are kind of just not getting as much, I guess, uh, light out here. And, And I think that's, I think what will really help the city take off 
is like continuing to put shops like this in the spotlight and being able to make those connections and show that the city is something to be looked at and it's doing just as great things as and to be else. proud of yeah mm-hmm. like a combination of pride for the culture but also everybody's for proud city. of where they're from naturally mm-hmm. yeah. like even maybe lower percentages than others some people higher percentages but a lot of people just are just proud of where they're from mm-hmm. and you want to there's something about you know being human that wants you to put on from and have pride from uh about where you're put from. on yeah. for your city, put off your city yeah. <laughs> put on for my i always used to say i was like i hate how you, you'd go to forever 21 and it always has like new york la hawaii <laughs> and like all these other and i'm like rep your own city like yeah but then i never wanted the van city shirts like the van i never city. wanted those being from surrey yeah and i was like damn it <laughs> Never. Okay, I'll say what observationally what the why was for you guys. Uh, I was thinking it was to combine creativity and community to cultivate culture. A lot of seeds. That's actually our mission statement now. Oh. As of 2019. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's what's on the wall. Okay. (laughs) But I think it is because I think that both of you, in your own ways, are very creative humans and also both of you cultivate a lot of community it's just something that comes naturally but you're using that to create culture in this area where it's not thought of to have a lot of it mm-hmm. or a lot of this type of culture that right. you've like not, not here. when we were growing up anyway yeah exactly right? we're a different age now and obviously yeah things are different mm-hmm. we're not that old it was like 10 years ago i know we're talking <laughs> we're talking like we're mid 40s here we're still all in our 20s so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're but still young being from vancouver camille did you how, how often did you come to surrey i actually my cousins lived in delta so okay I that, that's not Surrey. Yeah. Okay. Can't be saying this. You can't be saying this around these parts. So okay, yeah. Otherwise, no, not as much for sure. I I mean, it, it would be the occasional like yeah, family party out here maybe, but otherwise, definitely just would go to only the businesses in Vancouver. Yeah. So for sure. us, it's like every weekend we take the we take the transit and we have to go meet up our homies because nobody wants to come to Surrey. And uh, with the, with the name Hades going back to that the Greek mythology story was we saw that people had this dark stigma about Surrey. Yeah, there was at one point a lot of a lot of gang shit going on. There still is to this day, I mean, but where where it doesn't have its areas, right? But it was a place that people didn't want to go to the sky train at Surrey Central because you're gonna get stabbed or you know what I mean? It was, Which it was, I still don't feel that vulnerable when I'm there. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't feel like here, it's right? that. It's, yeah, it's different, right? Well, it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> if you know, you know, like yeah, you said. Yeah, and, and it was the same thing with, like, East Van, because, like, I lived not too far away from basically the downtown east side, and my high yeah. school is just right around there, too. So everyone would be like, oh, my God, you live just off of East Hastings? Like, yeah. da, 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 da. it would be the exact same It's the same only thing. east, like, as if it's, like, the only spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, people will hold their stereotypes and will hold their biases and make the assumptions and and if they don't actually go explore and understand and see for themselves they'll just create that wall basically I didn't even know that Surrey had a stigma attached to it until I went to university and I would say oh I'm from Surrey like it's nothing and Hmm. people would be like oh and I'd be like what I think I knew that I personally knew that stigma since I was probably grade six because I had we had track meets at our Catholic, you know, and St. Pat's would be there <laughs> and we would go to Swan Guard Stadium in Burnaby. And, you know, from when they know you're from Surrey, like there's there's just something I don't know, even just the way that they, they hear it. Yeah. I, I feel like Surrey? I see something a little. Yeah. <laughs> you're from Surrey? Like, oh, you're looking Surrey. at me different. Yeah. Yeah. Should, have, should I not have said that? Yeah. yeah. Right. So you learn it and it, it, it's an early age. And 
we just, we grew up in this. And for us, a lot of people see, just like I was telling you the story of how, you know, Filipinos would see the whole Haiti story as a heaven and hell thing. It's actually, when we looked into it, it was, it was more about afterlife is, is Hades. Hades is afterlife. So for us, it's kind of how we see Surrey because for us, this is where we're from. This is, this is a place where we had all of our, our, our trials and like our experiences, our struggles and our victories. Mm -hmm. And we saw a very, um, we saw a bridge to the story of, of Hades and Hades is like Surrey to us Mm -hmm. because for us it's heaven, right? Some people, they think it's hell at the end of the day, like the, the opinion is, is ours, right? So we, we use Hades as kind of like a term for our, our realm of, of where we're from and what we put on for our reason, part of our why, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cool story. The, the, first, the first time that we thought of it was actually because of the logo. So a lot of people don't know this. It's like a little Easter egg. If you know, you know, again. <laughs> but now everyone's the gone now. The logo is a Cerberus, right? So the, the Cerberus in Greek mythology is um, basically the gate guardian of, of the afterlife. Uh, so it's a three-headed dog. Looks pretty scary. <laughs> but for us it, it started as actually three different elements to our to our shop um this room behind me uh, we're in the barbershop right now so for this room behind us was a tattoo parlor at one point so we had the tattoo we had um we had the barbershop and then we had the apparel uh any or the retail space right so those three things were supposed to be like our our holy trinity of 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 hades yeah right of offerings uh, yeah, yeah the gatekeeper of of Hades so it was the thing that was going to keep us like really yeah. but experiences right there's things that we we needed more barber chairs so we ran out of space really quick thankfully yeah right it's a good problem to have good to be problem, really yeah. busy yeah a lot of people don't know that about our logo a lot of people don't know that about the backstory of Hades and why it's Hades they just think it just just cuts. cool name that you like chose we, we don't even have a Greek theme in here mm-hmm. right a lot of people will think that they'll come in here and they'll see like Roman pillars and mm-hmm. things like that. It's not because of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like even with the name Hades, like in Greek mythology, it's still considered like a God, but you don't see him like Zeus or something like that. It's just, we, we think of uh, Suri like that. It's often seen as an underdog. Yeah. An underdog, mm-hmm. but it's exactly. still considered a God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we just want to take that pride. And like, uh, when people hear the name, we kind of just want to, Say like, hey, there is something good that can come out of the city. And just even like in entrepreneurship, we said that if we couldn't do it in our own city, we, we shouldn't try it anywhere else. Yeah. Right. So we want to just try. Yeah. It's possible now. So who knows, you know, what the future holds for us? Because, yeah, that's what we had re- originally thought. If we couldn't do it in our own thing, then why do it anywhere else? Or there's no point. Mm-hmm. So on on that note what are some of the ambitions and goals for Hades now that you guys are at i say the two and a half year mark what are some of the things that you hope to achieve i guess maybe within this next year further down the line yeah i think that uh, is not top secret yeah is it top <laughs> secret so we're, we're entering our third year right and we're probably gonna throw like a big party again probably the hades three-year anniversary party the trilogy party yeah so everybody <laughs> is it a three-parter <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be private i thought no. <laughs> oh okay well stay tuned there's gonna be <laughs> special special in the special. summertime so just keep just make sure you're not leaving the country but yeah i think in terms of ambition and just we we're just continuing to gr- we want to grow we want to grow and not only just grow for the sake of growing, growing for the sake of really living our values out. 
which are just, you know, bettering yourself and being genuine and, again, growing something in the city as well, right? And being creative and being able to make money out of it too, like being practical at the same time, right? A lot of people feel like you're not a certain occupation, you can't make money, but I think that's not true at all, right? And I really think that people can understand that there is a practicality to being creative and running your own business. And yeah, I think it's, you can really, really make it if you a lot of A lot of people assume too, though, that the way to do this is what they've seen in the system for barbershops is that our clients will come in and often and I'm on the floor, right? So I've, I've heard it plenty of times, like you guys are doing really good and, and I can agree definitely. But I mean, first of all, for us, we're never really content with that. We, we give ourselves like a quick pat on the back, then we're on to the next. That's just the type of people we are. Uh, but they ask us, they're like, yeah, you guys are probably opening up like two more locations soon, right? And because we're out of room and they see they can see how many people sit in these chairs or are, are waiting and it's appointment only. So we're not just, you know, taking walk-ins at all. Mm-hmm. Everything's everything's pre-planned. But our, our answer is most of the time it, I, I tell them, I'm just like, you know what? We, we're not really trying to open up other locations. That's not just, I don't think that's us. And that's the, that's the most frequently asked question I can say, honestly. But I think for Chad and I and like sharing a bit on that, like we're, we definitely want to keep growing this space. Like if, if we could move into somewhere bigger rather than open up two more locations, I think we would much rather do that because we're, we're the heart and soul of this place. And so are the people that have been with us since the first day mm-hmm. or since, uh, you know, even over the past year, mm-hmm. these people are, the, are what make this place, this culture, this atmosphere along with our clients. So for one of us, you know, not to be there and just, let's say we all, we just open up more locations and manage them. That's not, that's not fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, it'll make more money. And it seems like the thing to do if you were a barber and you're just going to run a factory of, of haircuts, mm-hmm. but we don't, we don't sell that. We, we sell the confidence. We sell the value of, of the haircut. We sell the connection of the relationship and actually having the sense of community and culture where people can actually feel like they belong. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and at the end of the day, like, yeah, they, they pay you for a haircut. That's just part of it, but it's not the main thing like it is for a lot of barbershops. And that's why we felt like this was needed to be built here because it was something that was lacking from our community. Yeah, people cut hair. People, there's been a magic cuts and a great clips across the street for, for 20, <laughs> years. 20 years, right? So, yeah. but, what, but why is it that we've been able to do what we've been able to do? It's because our values are different and we're very strong valued. We know what they are. We know what our, our why is. And we don't really need to second guess those things and waste time second guessing those things. And the money is just a plus. It'll, it'll come, right? And we trust we trust our process. The focus is there. Yeah, for sure. Can you speak on maybe a challenge that you guys had either personally or professionally since starting Hades that maybe that you had to overcome um, and maybe speak about how you guys actually got through that? The learning curve, I think, was huge for both of us. Chad, would you agree? Like just not even knowing even how to how to build a place with our hands we i was i was still cutting hair full-time at my house and we would come in here around eight o'clock maybe six six or eight o'clock depending on what time i finished what time he was off after livestock which was 5 30 plus the the transit sometimes eight if you were to close right and then we would get to work on the shop and figure out how to put up a patch of drywall or figure out how to you know take tiles off of a floor like that that process was a struggle it was really, it was really tough because we were coming off of full-time jobs and yeah. just being here and we would leave and the sun would be coming up. Yeah. We did that for two months. Yeah. People don't see that side of it, you know, and they come in here and they, but for us, that's our, that's what we see when people walk in and they it even say out loud about like, yo, this is a sick vibe. I like this. I like this place. Or when you see them repeat and come back and come back and they're like, you know, why I like being here and they tell you why 
Like, man, that's why I built this place. So thank you for that. Right. I think just speaking on the note of how, if there would have been any challenges, I definitely think like for us, a lot of our mentors and a lot of the people that we just learned a lot of business from was that, you know, a lot of partnerships can go sideways really quickly, like very, very quickly. And I've seen it firsthand, honestly. I think for us, right from the beginning and still to this day, we always tell each other, like, if this gets in the way of our friendship, then it's done. We don't want it. Yeah. I'm willing to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Even if I lose all my money, you know what I mean? That's something that was laid out from the beginning. Yeah. So I think just with that being a challenge, it's definitely still a challenge. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think from the beginning, maybe what I'm trying to say is to avoid having a challenge, maybe from the beginning, just honestly lay it out lay it out because like don't said, start with reading between the lines yeah. and be very open be very yeah and you could be professional about any it relationship yeah. don't ever start yeah. have it on paper business like, or personal if you want to talk about yeah being professional have it on paper really understanding who's a part of what and uh not being naive to the fact that your friends like do your due diligence and be good business partners right so that's something that i could i feel like i could share with our experience it wasn't easy, obviously, at first. That's why he's saying it's, it was something we struggled with, but we figured it out, right? We had to be open and really talk about what was on our minds and not not hold things in, which is not easy because when you're when, when you're like friends and best friends, you know, where's the line when it comes to business and friendship, right? Yeah. Do you leave your shit at the door, or do you be open to your friend who's was there for you last week when you guys were laughing your asses off, right? Who's gonna, you know, there's there's definitely challenges, and I think it really comes with true understanding of the partnership and what you're trying to build. And trust. And trust. And a lot of ego letting go of. Yeah. Right? Ego. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right? That's goddamn like thing. We, yeah, we, we, we say that often. Oh, my it's God. Like it's, a a mar- a it's a marriage. A business partnership yeah. it's a marriage. is a marriage yeah. fully. And the shop is our kid and this mm-hmm. is our baby. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, it's full time. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody out there who's looking to just partner with their friend, be wary of what it takes to actually make both relationships last Uh, yeah that also and be willing to understand and openly communicate what these sacrifices are going to be because if you're not willing to sacrifice for that goal and the process of that goal then you're not going to want that goal actually Mm -hmm. right if you can foresee what you're going to sacrifice and you're like okay i'm willing to sacrifice that then you're going to be able to put more of yourself into it Mm -hmm. right or or the opposite you might just save yourself the time of putting yourself into it and already know you're going to waste your time because you're not about it. Right. Could you guys have seen each other going into business with anybody else now that you've been in business together? Impossible. <laughs> this was meant especially to be. Now, especially now after destiny. everything's happened. It's been like three years now. I, I, I wouldn't be able to rewrite the story. Now, do you think that it would have been the same with anybody else? No, Definitely. I don't think there's no, yeah. I can't. <laughs> can't think of it any other way. Yeah. The one. <laughs> so, you guys are each other's No ones. regrets. <laughs> well, we share a lot of history. No regrets. Like, you know, you share something like a business and, and it's like a bond, right? So you might have another bond with somebody else, but it's never going to be like this. Yeah. Like this, right? It's kind of like, you know, yeah. Whatever. You're married. Yeah. First love. <laughs> High school sweethearts. It, truly. <laughs> so now say your vows. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did when we signed that piece yeah, of paper. Seriously <laughs> though, that, that is the moment where you're just that like, is like, okay, so we're doing this, right? Yeah. Like this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Why don't we tie it up before we wrap up? Let's touch on Filipino-ness mm-hmm. 
And I guess now that we've kind of talked about your careers, your jobs, what you've gone through, your family, your family is how has being Filipino informed, I guess, like the path that you guys have been on your life, essentially. There's a lot of ways that you can take that question. I, th- I think the dialogue is, is really important just to be talking about Filipinos just talking about everyday shit, whether it's business and life. And if we can kind of be uh, like a beacon for other people to also start a dialogue, then I think that is a very big honor to do right because not a lot of people want to talk in general about how they feel let alone like their own culture and i think filipino culture doesn't often get spoken about so we're not even the olympics yeah billiards <laughs> like, Part, we, yeah yeah we're like manny pacquiao though yeah right, yeah. <laughs> but right in terms of right. world events but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i think as you get older and you kind of see how your life went especially for me like you truly appreciate being filipino it can definitely influence you when it comes to everything, when it comes to your, your passions, um, how you see life, the people that you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, definitely f- being Filipino definitely impacts that for me, especially through family, yeah. right? A family is very important to me and uh, and it's very important to Filipino culture, right? It's like the number one thing. Take care of your family. Family is the only one at the end. See, dude, I... That is that statement. Yes, every day so, almost. Like um, my parents I, will tell me. I that. I take that to heart, uh, and then with that, we just go on from there. So v- those values, right? Like that you get from that culture and that tradition. When I, every time I've gone back home, I can I can honestly say that I felt like I was home, even if I was born here, mm-hmm. right? I, I go back. I've gone back home maybe six, seven, eight times, right? I've been lucky enough to go. Anytime I've been there, I've always wanted to stay longer. I always, and you can, you know, ask anybody in my family, like I I was the one that didn't want to go home because I felt like I was already home. Mm -hmm. Right. And taking all of those values here are the, I I can honestly say that is a big part of our character building, right. Of how we grew up uh, within our households, doing all of these little things that we joke about or eating the food that, you know, that we think is foreign, whatever it is, like they really shape our character and, and that really dictates what type of person you become through these opportunities that we have here in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Being Filipino is pretty awesome. Yeah, I love being Filipino. What does that? Uh... My young <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What are, wait, I want to ask yeah. first before we yes. get into like the funny stuff, what are a couple of subject matters or topics that you think Filipinos need to talk more about? We that touched we don't a little, talk based about. on a little bit earlier, like kind of just what goes on back home. And, you know, you, you only really hear about it when you want to hear about it but we were talking about knowledge and how you know easy it is to pass but there's no real big source of other than tfc is not news right yeah you got to understand that right but how do you find out i don't know how to find out personally right now about you know politics going on over there things that maybe ways to actually go over there and help it's not as accessible unless you really already thought of it Mm -hmm. right so i think something like that is definitely missing we are on the other side of the world, but I think it's 2019 now. That's it's more than possible. There, and I know there's people that would love to be up to date with those types of things on the regular day basis, right? Mm-hmm. Just be aware. Yeah, I think especially for the young people, I think something that needs to be talked about is actually how to uh, help our 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 kids or like our youth. You know what I mean? Like you almost like when you're Filipino, you can it can easily be just okay. Yeah, just be this and that's it you know so I think there has to be an open dialogue and the older people have to not older people sorry but just like you know <laughs> our parents our parents have to understand that yeah there has to be some sort of openness to what this kid or child wants versus just 
you know, forming into something that we think is right for them. So to wrap that all up, it's, that's, I don't really know what the word for it, but is, but yeah, having a dialogue for that. Mm. I'm curious, what's something that you think Filipinos need to talk more about? I think actually understanding and being connected to what is happening in the Philippines, totally a great point. And I think it's definitely understanding our position in terms of our like romanticization over the Western civilization and re- like really understanding our positions as we were colonized and there's so many fucked up things that actually come from a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. Took place yeah. too. Yeah. And, and I think it affects so many people individually, but also the collective. And I think there's just not enough like conversation about, you know, what that really meant. Um, you mean, for hello, the intergenerational trauma. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think uh, this is, this will actually be interesting to bring up, but I also think there is uh, gender roles. I think we don't talk about enough. I, th- I mean, it's a patriarchal society coming from Catholicism and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think definitely. there's definitely still like a pretty big divide in terms of what is expected of the woman and what is expected of the man, no matter where you're growing up. And I think that's something that I just personally fight against constantly because for context, I'm the oldest and I have two younger brothers. So right. no way I paved the path because my brothers can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Yeah. My dad will... <laughs> If he listens to this, he knows they can do whatever they want. And it's because they're boys. And I think that you see that happen in so many Filipino guys. And there's definitely a certain level of toxic masculinity I I think that just comes attached say, to that. And, yeah. and just, I think that just has gone unchecked for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm going to say Yo, it. Like, for real. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, it's, and it's hard. We're all in our mid-20s and you're encountering these other individuals that you're trying to have relationships with or like have conversations with and try to find that level playing field of them seeing you as equal or I don't know I think it's just like we are maybe not necessarily always talking about it and and acknowledging it and there's still definitely a level of the wife is still gonna cook at home she's gonna cook all the Filipino food and yeah. and I hear it all the time to this day that you see young Filipino girls want to get wifed up and they are the ones that are expected to learn how to cook Filipino food from their mom but I'm like no 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 no, no. the dude should learn it just as much as we should because it's, yes. it's a partnership and I think that's definitely a perspective coming from a privilege uh, in terms of growing up here in Canada. It's a really good point. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so easy to fall into not thinking about that, especially when you do f- value your family. And if you see a strong partnership between your parents and your and it works, you're, you sometimes wouldn't question that, right? So I think that's, that's something that people... Yeah, I was going to mention talk toxic masculinity because I'd be curious to get a group of Filipino guys together. Talk about your feelings. Yeah, talk about your feelings. Can we just do, we we can just do, do that? We can do, we can do that. Let's do it. I know. Okay, we're going to get a group of Vancouver, Filipino, Vancouver, Surrey, whatever, Lower Mainland, BC-based. BC boys. Uh, BC boys, yeah. And I will probably just be there filming. But also <laughs> in the background, just being like... Observing. Oh so yeah. here, l- yeah. let me let me make Someone it Someone will have to mediate it. It'll be a lot easier for you because come to the barbershop. We'll get all the Filipinos to get their hair cut, and that will just happen. <laughs> True. Like, this is a space provide, you guys don't see, right? Up for, for things that I want to hear talked about more are just vulnerabilities, 
doing your own thing, toxic masculinity, uh, gender norms. I'd also love to hear more on mental health and people's struggles with that. That one mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, especially because I just find it so ironic how so many people are in the healthcare field, but then refuse to acknowledge like mental health is like a real thing. Real lived <laughs> experience. Yeah. yeah. And you get so many people who become like psychiatric, like nurses and like really go face to face with that on a daily mm-hmm. basis. But yet when your kid or your friend's kid has it, you're like, or no, they no. themselves yeah, or have they themselves issues. Are they- yeah. Or like take, taking a day off from work and you have a, a, a cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus or if you just need a personal day off because you're mentally just not there today. Like that, that doesn't really sound, you wouldn't be confident to go up to your boss or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and say that exactly right? it's not normal where it should be the it norm should be. but it really should be hopefully i don't know sometimes you lose hope but like we'll get there one day <laughs> those are all good really good points, yeah, honestly. yeah yeah okay well we settled we're gonna have a, a men's circle <laughs> to talk about guys shit let's wrap it up with what does kenya mean to you yeah do you know what does it mean to you this one too is such an elusive question <laughs> yeah. where you don't necessarily know what way to answer it yeah Take it abstract as you'd like to. <laughs> I think just for the theme for us is just like the impact, right? It's the impact. So how do you say that in Tagalog, Camille? Oh. Uh, <laughs> We're young. all looking at you. I was like, young. Ooh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> effect? A- uh, your, your effect, maybe? <laughs> like tama, which is like your hit. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what. I don't, I'm not that fluent in Tagalog. I don't know. <laughs> Or just the, just the ability to make change, I guess. Yeah. Can, Kanya's, it's kind of empowering when you, when you hear it. Kanya, that's his. That's, you know. Yeah. So I feel like people kind of just have to own the, the, not own the word, but just like when you hear it, just be proud of it. Kanya, what it means to me is just, it means to be just Filipino. It reminds me that I am a Filipino. The fact that you know what the word means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything that goes along with being Filipino. Yeah. Um you should be proud of i just saw you pull that up that's why Yo, i just google translated this and impact is tama there i think go. it means like hey. a hit yeah so it's like yung tama mo. i don't know but i guess we mean it more abstractly but yeah camille want to hit them with the funnies with the funny questions yo funnies you gotta so- insert the weird noise <laughs> we'll start it off easy what is your favorite filipino dish Sinigang. That was fast. That was fast. Easy. Dang. What kind of Sinigang like, gang? How awesome is it? Like what? Maasim. Talagang maasim. <laughs> maximum, maximum, maasim. You know, I, I don't. We don't do the taro though. We do um, no taro. The radish. I like the, I like oh. the radish. Yeah. Pork. You know, spinach, spinach. Oh, you do spinach. I do bok choy. Yeah, bok choy. Yeah, bok choy. That's for correct for me. Mm, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know this should end with part of the show where we get hungry. (laughs) Have you ever thought about getting Filipino food delivered in the middle of it and just sampling it? I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, (laughs) no, but then it's like Filipino food plus like San Miguel and Uh, like oh, but no beer. Yeah, (laughs) fuck me. What's that? Wait, you're doing a dry January or no? No, it's his Filipino. It's his Filipino background. Yeah, it's called gout. Yeah. Is that a Filipino thing? It's a Filipino thing. I think thing. it is. No, let's just, let's just, have gout. Right? Let's just, you know, take it back. Is gout a Filipino thing? Because I just is. got the Spanish High cholesterol, it gout, High and the autoimmune acid. arthritis, arthritis, diabetes. Yeah. Shout out to my dad. 
<laughs> fucking guy who gave me gout. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So what's, what what uh, Filipino food you like, dude? I would say sinigang, but if I had to choose something else, it's not really Filipino food, honestly. But if I f- if I see like some skewers, some 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 skewers oh, at a Filipino, yeah, mm-hmm. some barbecue Filipino skewers barbecue, at a Filipino yeah. party. You know I'm fucking going to that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's soaked in seven I, up and I know. <laughs> Dude. My mom doesn't do it like that anymore. I'm like, why Yo. not? It's like orange pop. Oh yeah. it's just so just good. Any man. soft drink. It's it's not really Filipino food, but at a Filipino party. I feel like it's must. a Filipino is it? party. The way we do like, it. Filipino. Is Filipino. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. That's my thing. How about you guys? I love that shit. Oh, I love synagogue. But uh I love Lumpia. I also love lechon. Uh, what else is there? Just, I love a, just the ear, right? Just, just the snout? The thing uh, no, just the after. skin. I'll eat like the whole skin off the entire lechon. First thing that's gone. Uh, yeah. I like sisig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't that's breathe after I eat it. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pampangan dish. Oh, yeah, that's what you were saying. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. Is it? Pampangan to like have the egg in it too. I think so. Fuck, it's so good with the egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there so any good. late night free delivery <laughs> in Surrey? Yeah. Skip the dishes. We actually have some of the best desserts too. Low-key. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For real. Oh and yeah. Good variety too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. No. Filipino household staples. <laughs> what are things that you'd find in your places that are so typically Filipino? Just the that sewing kit, <laughs> the cookie sewing kit, dog. <laughs> the cookie one, line. Yeah. Uh, the, the tin. cookie tin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, my mom found a new use for it. She uses it as a for her p- plants as well. So then it catches the water. You know how like uh, with the pots, you usually have like the tray. She's been using it as a tray. And I'm like multi-purpose. Smart, yeah. yeah. Okay. What what's one that you have? I think. It's like indoors having the broom and then in the garage you have the Willis. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, or in the backyard you have the Willis, like just for outdoor use. Yes. You know? yeah, it's so effective though. Yeah, way more efficient. It's so effective. Yeah. We walked around Woodside looking for in New York. Um, we walked around this area that's primarily Filipinos looking for a Willis. But I found it, yeah. but I had to ask the grocery store for it. I had to pull up the Tagalog and I was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> no. Nah. But I did, yeah. yeah. The one staple that's always scared me has been those shrines, though. Like you have one in your house above the staircase. Oh, my mom like, just put one up. It's like, why do you, why does it have to be a red light? Yeah, this is supposed oh, uh, to be for yeah. prayer. Like it looks like it's a haunted house. <laughs> like, oh my god, that shit's scary. Fuck. Yeah, my mom just set that up, and she like she loves it. She like asked my dad to get a, like a special shelf, and like we just set it up, and and she totally did it to flex at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> like she totally did because we were hosting. Anak, yeah. She just like, oh, look, Bagato. Like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, wow. mom, you totally did this just to show it off. Yeah, yeah. of course. That's She's a like, very Filipino yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love moms, though. Like, Filipino moms are, they're just the most lovable, like, caring people. Yeah. But th- they have, they're so dramatic and <laughs> they just love to gossip. So stubborn. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, st- like, you know, stub their toe. Or something like it'll be like Peter Griffin, like on the floor, just like ah, yeah, ah, like they're like, look at me, look how hurt I am. Yes. Look. 
Oh yeah, agreed. It's so extra. I love it. But they it. all cook the best food. Everyone's mom's food is always the best, in their opinion. <laughs> well, actually, my the guys on on my side do the cooking. Like, in my dad's side, it are the cooks. So it's not every family. Yeah. But the women do the cooking. <laughs> 90% though I guess yeah, yeah. More often <laughs> Is it a Filipino thing To have the big Wooden spoon And fork Right Yeah You yeah. have one on I your wall <laughs> Yeah Does, every, that, does everybody know The story like of up. why That's a thing No No Okay so we went to Catholic school You don't, you don't remember the story No I Okay so I think it's I, I might tell the story wrong So in hell They have These, the, these big spoons Right And they have these big spoons and forks and in heaven they have these big spoons and forks the only difference really? <laughs> is that in in hell you're trying to feed yourself with this big spoon and fork but in heaven you're feeding the person across from you oh. i think that's the reference i'm pretty sure because that's what i remember being Interesting. told and that's why every time you step inside a Filipino's house, the mom immediately offers you food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. It's all connected. That's a thing, it's man. all connected. That's a thing. No, and it's like, I tell my friends, like, you better eat right now. Like, I know you don't feel be you disrespectful. Not, yeah, you But can't I just not. ate. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, you have to. At least a little Get bit. some. Yes. Yeah, at least a, a little, little bit. Yes. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap it up then. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys, honestly. Thank you yeah. guys. This was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. Thank you for chatting about everything and being open to talk about everything too. And it's nice to always like see the other side of mm-hmm. um, the people behind it and like the why. I think was I think mm-hmm. the biggest like for me at least on the business side like the biggest takeaway because I think to me in a day and age where we're constantly bombarded with all these brands, all these shops, anything and everything because we have the access, I feel like we want to be able to see who we're actually like supporting and what we're repping and understanding like what is the thing that drives like the brands that we're supporting and the companies that we're supporting and I think it was really great to hear what your guys' shop is doing and what you guys are doing. Yeah, and it's inspirational, it's admirable. So coming from someone from Surrey, I'm really (laughs) proud of you guys (laughs) to see everything that you have done and accomplished. And I mean, it's a difficult thing. So the fact that it's been two and a half years, almost three years now, and you're still doing it and it's succeeding and I'm sure it will for years to come, like that is really, really inspirational. So thank you guys. Thank you. I mean, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. You can find these guys. We'll link everything in the show notes. And other than that, you'll catch them soon. They'll be on something else, I'm sure. Yes, I would love to sit down with you guys again. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. And now for our super somber outro. Just kidding. I don't know why it's always like this. Probably because we record these things really late at night and it must be the fatigue. I don't know. But before I get on to ramble too much about that, I'm going to move on to the actual outro to Gino and Chad. Thank you so much for opening your doors to us and having just a real honest conversation with Camille and I. We really, really appreciate it. And knowing you guys for however long I have, it's really inspirational to see how far you've come and what you've built. You can find the guys at Parlor by Hades on Instagram at HadesProjects.com. 
gmail.com on the internet. You can find Gino at Hades.g and Chad at Chadley Avalos. We'll leave all their links in the show notes for you to find. As for us, Camille and I, you can find us at Barasakanya on Instagram. Listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next week on our new episode. Have a good day, night, afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are. We are sip the heli for the damn Bad man, we no scared, baby. Oops, I don't fall for you, baby. I know, girl, but...